welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So, Squirrel, you, you invited our guest, uh, Juan Pablo, back for a third appearance. You, you had some questions for him. I sure did. So uh, those who might not have listened to the previous two, and they definitely should, because Juan has uh, an amazing set of ideas here. It really matches up nicely with what we're talking about every week. And uh, what Juan told us about was a, a framework he'd come up with, which is not very specific, doesn't tell you which uh, meeting to have at which phase of the moon, but does tell you how your technology team is performing. He told us the story of implementing that at uh, one company and all the uh, ups and downs and the difficulties and the challenges that happened. And my question at the end, which we didn't have time for, was, uh, Juan, what's coming next? So you're, you're starting a new project. Uh, you've probably learned a lot from implementing one time. What might you change in your, your core elements of your framework? What might you ask teams to do differently? Uh, where do you think this is going next? Hey, Squirrel. Hey, Jeffrey. How are you doing? Thank you for having me again and jumping straight into the question. It's a good question. I've been pondering it the, the entire week because um, I have a good idea of what I need my team to focus on the, the next like three to six months, right? But I don't have a fully staffed team, right? We have four engineers who's, who've been at this company for three years and it's their first job and the only job they've had. And your, your previous experience was with hundreds of people, right? So it was a, a much, much larger yeah, 400. organization. <laughs> okay. oh, wow. This is a huge shift. Yeah, I, I know uh, I've had a few people like, wonder why I made that choice. I'm, I miss startups and, and, and getting the chance of working. This one is like oriented towards Latin America, um, which I've always wanted to, to, to spend some time. Um, I'm, I'm from Colombia. And so right now, everything sort of depends on me building a team, right? I think there's four individuals there. I need to strengthen some of this skill sets, bring, bring a few folks who have seen some of this stuff before. And, but, but the goal is the same, right? I want teams that can ship products uh, at a ridiculous speed without spending a ridiculous amount of time working, right? Uh, sustainable pace, huge impact. Here, I think the framework will definitely be smaller. Um, because I'll be able to select through the hiring process whether folks already have some of these capabilities or not, or understand, or or have demonstrated this in in, in previous lives. Um, especially managers, right? I, I think it's a it gives me a good language to interview managers around. Like how how have you like tell me about a time when you've navigated ambiguity with your and what was the outcome? And so that that helps me validate, demonstrated uh, experience, which is what I'm looking for right now. Um, I have I have a fairly junior team right now. They're super talented. Just need a little bit more support. From there, yeah, sharp, sharpen the um, the framework. But but if I'm honest, I am now the engineering manager, right? So so this framework is what I measure myself on, can my team navigate ambiguity? I'm, I'm no longer the one who is like evaluating. <laughs> hey, is your, I'm like, 
I am both the person who is evaluating and the person who is responsible for this. For this, so can my team navigate ambiguity? Can my team set goals? Can we ask for help? So, so I think I've become a user of the framework, and it'll give me a new perspective on how it might work or not. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely evolve it. I think it, it should be shorter. It should be a little bit more concise. So I'm actually excited about what I'm going to learn um, through this experience. Do you have a process by which you're holding yourself accountable? I mean, there's, do you come and like grade yourself on, on any sort of uh, regular cadence on how am I doing? What, what would I give myself for, say, asking for help? Do I give myself an A or a B? Do I give myself five stars or four? Like, how, how do you do you do that? And if so, how do you do it? It's a great question. I had, I did have a, a, like an internal grading for my for my teams at. at at Richie Bros. I didn't share it publicly, but I had basically metrics, right? So I had a capability dashboard that had those 17 little blocks and you could either have demonstrated or not um, whether your crew was capable or not. So I'm, I'm going to use that for myself. Um, I tend to check in with myself every three to six months. I have like a, a day where I block off and I do like my own planning and, and I do like my strategy. I just want to make sure that I'm I'm not caught in the, in the busy work. And, and so, yeah, I think um, six weeks, five weeks into this new job. So in about seven, I'll, I'll have to look at, do we have goals yet? Have we been, do, do people know about what, what we're working on? Um, there's generally some tests that I can run around a survey in the, in the team. It's, it's a 25 person company, so it should be, Difficult, but that, that'll give me a, a perspective. So I do, I do grade myself and hold myself accountable. Have, have you shared this framework with the CEO <laughs> saying, here's what you can expect from me? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't think he'll hear this podcast, but um, CEO is a young founder CEO. Um, first time CEO, first time founder, first time, first job, first everything. So I I will navigate that a little different. I think the the level at which we are aligning on is more the company goals, right? Like, are we making progress towards growth? Uh, in in my individual goals, are like, have we built a team? Are we shipping regularly? I do have some metrics, right? I, I like around cycle time and around um, sort of uh, yeah deployment frequency, just the engineering metrics I've used uh, for the past few years and that's what I'll have for conversations with him eventually I think once 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 this once I have a better sort of feeling for whether it's working or not I I'd probably introduce it mm -hmm. that sounds that's interesting because to me it sounds like you're you have this is really as you as you developed and shared it so far this is really like the how you as the engineering leader are judging your organization saying I want these properties of my organization, of my teams, and then you yourself are accountable to your business partners, to your CEO, whatever, uh, with a different set of metrics, which really, it sounded like you really focused on delivery, cadence, maybe stability, you know, what other sort of things here, you know, are we, to use a, a squirrel's line, are we being insanely profitable or not? Like a sort of, you're more looking at sort of the overall outcomes from the business perspective. Uh, and then this is how 
internally you're telling people, these are the properties that we have that allow us to reach those business goals. Yes. And in, in this comes from what I've observed is that just getting software out is unintuitive, right? Shipping software is, is a very unintuitive process. So that's why I believe that we gravitate through very like precise frameworks like Scrum, like, oh, you have to do this because it, it gives us some false sense of security, right? I can control all these things and then something is going to come out. And software is just not like that. If I have conversations around velocity or around this sort of stuff at the executive level, I've lost, right? I'm trying to explain to other people how software works and they're never going to get it because they've never shipped software. They haven't lived through that process. So they just don't have that context. And, and, and now my approach is I don't even have that battle. The, the, the conversations we will have are over something that I am happy to walk you through. It's like, this is why deployment frequency matters. This is why cycle time matters. Or this is, or we can look at business metrics and, and how like, the organization might or might not be sort of performing. Um, but I'm not, I'm not bringing you into like the arena of how software is built or how the team is just acting because that's my job and that's why you hired. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's, that's been my, my approach in the latest years. Fantastic. Well, I know that would, um, uh, fit with the kind of conversations that Squirrel and I have on both sides of this divide, both with. Uh, 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 the engineering leaders and all, as well as the business leaders to say, you know, you definitely can talk to your engineering leaders and ask them to be accountable on business metrics uh, um, and, you know, ask for explanations in business terms and talk about business impacts. And you shouldn't accept people who want to, you know, take you through the steps of software development. That's that, that <laughs> you're shaking your head. You, you maybe have yeah, seen that happen right. before. <laughs> Totally. I've seen it from both sides. I've, I've, I've been sort of pressed to do so, right? Like, no, like show me the, show me the pull requests. Like, no, we're not going to talk about line of codes. We're like, that's, I know that gives you like, the, the analogy is like, do you check how many emails salespeople are sending? You don't. <laughs> like you're, there's, there's, so let's not get this deep into that. Now, what I'd say is it's also our fault. As, as engineering leaders, that we don't learn enough about the business or we don't develop our communication skills enough to communicate how engineering uh, processes or the, the ways of working have an impact on on the business, right? I, I think uh, Nicole, Dr. Nicole Forsgren and her crew gave us uh, with through the Dora framework and the Dora metrics and sort of the book accelerate gave us lovely tools to try to show how right software delivery has actual impacts on organizational culture and performance beyond just engineering. Now it's our responsibility to to walk through that and learn how to stay at that level and make other executives comfortable with that so that they don't feel the need either to have to understand how software works or 
we all are also not having like I think we've we've talked about Scrum in an exec meeting we've lost. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've gone even further. I've printed up certificates. If listeners want to write to me, I'll send them a copy. Um, uh, official certificates signed by me that say that uh, for people who are not engineers. And the certificate says that you are permitted to ask questions of software developers and goes on to list some of the questions you can ask. And they're just similar to the ones you were saying, One, uh, You can ask about the business impact. You can ask about when this will be finished. You have permission to ask those questions. One of the sad things is us engineers have a tendency to shut, up, shut down those conversations, shift into velocity mode, into uh, uh, telling people about our, our scrum rituals. And, and that's not what's helpful. So Jeffrey and I are big fans, uh, and that's one reason we, we really wanted you to come on, is to, to help our listeners get a different perspective on, on why, that, um, uh, why those methods, why that instinct is one to fight. And it's better to open up for questions at the right level. Uh, I got one more question for you, Juan. Does the framework have a name? Or, because I'm just going to start calling it the Juan framework. If, and Because if, if <laughs> I need to call it something. Um, it doesn't have a name, and I think if we give it a name that people start using it, then waste that to it. Um, you you can you can name it if you want. Um, right now, for me, it's just a, a capability framework for building exceptional product engineering teams, as in the title of the post. Perfect. Well, we'll come up with some, <laughs> some nifty acronym, some acronym or some, some exactly stuff. something yeah. that's uh, as good as as Dora. Good news. Great. Can't wait to can wait till consultants are charging for it. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds um, uh, absolutely terrifying. In fact, so look, uh, if listeners want to hear more and and learn more about this, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you, Juan? Um, so we'll show the, the, the my Twitter on on the notes. Uh, probably also my my email. If you want to write, I'm, I'm happy to. And then we'll also share the link for the for the article. Um, I think those three things should be should be good. Fantastic. So check the show notes. Everything about Juan is there. If you're interested in reading more, talking more to him, uh, that would be great. And of course, we love it when listeners get in touch with us too. And you can do that at agileconversations.com. There you'll find uh, email and Twitter and maybe threads, I don't know, for me and Jeffrey. <laughs> and of course, also our book and videos and uh, free articles and all kinds of other good stuff, uh, because uh, we like sharing that with our listeners. The other way to keep in touch, of course, is to come back next Wednesday when we'll have another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Then thanks, Juan. Thanks, Juan. Thank you all for having me. Uh, keep, keep this great work. It's really, it's, it's really, really cool. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.